called The World of Pentecost. It's where I met my wife, and uh, there was a man pastoring there, and it had uh, experienced quite a revival. They had grown to a number of around 700, and uh, in the process of time, it would appear as though a lot of the focus uh, was given to the man, the personality of the man, uh, and this became evident when, when the church fell apart. Okay, he left, and uh, somebody else came along, and then he brought some other individual into the picture, and it went through quite a change. But the largest, the, 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 the most difficult part of the whole thing was many of the people who had been following the man stopped attending any church, any church, okay? Now, there was a remnant that organized, I'll, I'll say this. The people that came into play took the church in another direction. First thing they did was they began to move away from standards of separation. They began to uh, involve all of the community, in other words, all kinds of churches, in a drama that they were having called Jesus of Nazareth over there where they had a, we had, I participated in help building the set. But so all of these changes were taking place. Uh, and, uh, of course, now this man had left, this pastor, who they love and appreciated and sometimes probably worshipped, okay? And he left. We came into the picture with the remnant in 1995, probably 100 people. Uh, and still just a handful of them were from the original 700 people. Now, a lot of those people floated off into different directions. They, a lot of them went into charismatic situations. and So, in other words, the doctrine didn't mean so much anymore. Oh, they would say that, oh, yes, 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 we believe in the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. We believe in baptism in Jesus' name. But there was never any more pursuit of that. And what they became a part of was this whole accepting the Lord as your Savior. Okay, now, let me tell you why I'm telling you this. Well, first, let me say this. This is one of the reasons why we do not lift up the personalities of men. This is why we do not promote the ministry of one individual. Okay? We love and appreciate the elders that are involved in our congregations, but we will never put them on a platform to where they become worshipped by men. All right? And so, having been through that process, there was a time when we were praying one day at the church, a handful of us, and the Lord spoke to us. And we went out and had these signs made 
you know, screen printed signs, pretty good size, 300 of them. And we began to take them around town wherever there were intersections or places where there wasn't a lot of competition with signs. In other words, they would be alone, so you knew if somebody looked that direction, they were reading that sign. And there were some places where we had them, one there, another 50 feet, there was another one, another 100 feet, there was another one. And so we had literally scattered these all over Puyallup and some over into the Tacoma area and Milton and such. Now, here's what it said on the sign. Men and brethren... What shall we do? That's it. That's what the Holy Ghost gave us. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Now, if you know the scripture, you know what follows that. Peter declaring unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, and you know the scripture. Okay? So, it had been reported to us by Brother Dave Toms that there were over 4,000 Search for Truth Bible studies that had been given in that South Hill area. Back during the time when the number was large and there were a lot of people giving home Bible studies, there were 4,000 Bible studies that had been documented to have been given. So we knew that if people who had sat through a Bible study read those words on a sign, it would trigger. It would trigger them in their experience. Now, here's what we knew. There was a, a, a large group of people who had disassociated themselves with attending any church. But they were out there. And we didn't know where they were. Now, you might wonder, you know, well... You know, how could you know that those people would come into contact with those signs? We didn't know. All we knew was we had direction. We took those words. We put them on signs and, and, and on trees and posts. And we were probably illegal as all get out. We were putting them everywhere. We could freeway entrance, freeway exit, you know, anywhere. Just signs. I was going out in the dark putting signs out. And we got them all out. And then we, you know, we just gave it to the Lord in prayer. Felt like it was his inspiration. We did what he said. The rest is up to you. Okay? Well, one day I'm leaving the church. And I just, I, I'm a couple blocks away. And I'm listening to Cairo News Radio. It's a sports channel now, I think. But it was the predominant news station of all Seattle. Okay, guy by the name of Dory Monson had a show, went like three or four hours long. It was ridiculous. I don't know who would listen to the guy. But anyhow, oh, there's nobody here. No. So the Dory Monson show was on. Cairo's playing. And I hear this conversation going on. A guy has called in and he says, I don't know what's going on. He said, I think they're like some Y2K cult. So it must have been around the year 2000. I think they're a Y2K cult. I'm seeing signs everywhere. And uh, maybe they're, you know, they think the world is coming to an end. Oh, there's another one. There's another one right there. Men and brethren, what shall we do? These signs are all over Puyallup. 
And so Dory Monson puts out a, uh, uh, you know, a, a thing. Anybody see these signs? Call in report. If you know anything about these signs or this group of people, call in and tell us, you know. Well, some guy from Gig Harbor calls in and he says, no, I don't think it's just a bunch of crazy people or a cult or anything that has anything to do with Y2K. He said, as a matter of fact, I think they're probably trying to reach out to some of their old friends. It's in the Bible. Let me read it to you right now. And so he reads the book of Acts, you know, those preceding scriptures and reads right through and reads Acts 2.38. And I'm thinking, oh, Seattle is hearing this. And we don't know the lives or the minds or the triggers that people begin to go back and rehearse in their own mind in the quietness of their own car. The rest was up to the Lord. Now, I got a call from Brother Johnstone in Puyallup, the other Johnstone. See, there's a, there's a guy that showed up, the church. Let me tell you about it. He said he, he was away. He, he attended the church in Tacoma years ago under Brother Warner. Now, none of you know who that is because he's long past. And Brother LaCrosse came behind Brother Warner. And Brother LaCrosse has since passed. Okay. So this guy goes all the way back to the days of Brother Warner, and this is what he told Brother Johnstone. Brother Warner died. Brother LaCrosse came. He just never became my pastor. And so I, I thought that I could just keep living for God and, you know, watching t on TV. And, and he went down this list of how, you know, associating with these different ones. But he said, don't ever let anybody tell you it's all the same. It's not the same. And he said, because of what we're seeing and everything, I don't know, I guess that's playing into it. But he said, God has been convicting me over these last two months. He said, I got on Facebook and I started searching and I came across. Uh, Julie Chamberlain. Julie Chamberlain and I went to Sunday school together in Brother Warner's church. And when I get this, when I saw Julie Chamberlain, I could tell she was attending one of those churches that we had attended back then. How do you suppose she knew that? The way she dressed, the uncut hair. And so she you know, begin to communicate with Julie and, and say, you know, what's going on? Where, you know, I see you're going to this church. Do you think it would be possible for me to come? He's worried about, you know, the restrictions and all this. And so she said, of course. And so he came and told the story of how he he's now reaching out to his dad because his, his dad was a part of that years ago. And he said he went to his dad's place and said, listen, dad, it's, it's time that we repent. We have got to get right with God. Now, the associated families of all of this, when, when Brother Johnstone 
first texted me and told me what had happened in brief, the Spirit of God began to show me something. This is only the beginning. This is only the beginning. Now, you might ask me, have you heard what's going on in Washington, D.C.? And this is what I tell you. Nope. I've decided I don't, I'm not listening to anything. I'm not watching anything. I'm not reading anything. Because for the last couple of weeks, I have spent many nights up in prayer. Now, I'm not tired. I'm energized. Some nights I was up all night in my living room on my knees in prayer as God would lead. Now, concerning our nation, I'm praying the will of God. So here's what I am saying. Whatever's going on in D.C. right now, it's the will of God because I've been praying the will of God. I am more concerned and focused what it means to his kingdom in the earth now and on the go forward. Now, back to this situation with this gentleman. Let me tell you what time it is. It's all hands on deck time. It's all hands on deck. Many years ago, there was a woman that we picked up on a Sunday school van. Her name was Yvonne. And Yvonne came and surrendered her heart to God and prayed through, was baptized, received the Holy Ghost. And then she began to reach out to one and then two and then three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine sisters. And all their kids and their husbands and their nieces and their nephews. And in a short time in a season there were 50 people involved i sat in a bible study with brother leslie one night and I, there were like 49 people in the house and one after the other and one after the other they just came to god now my wife tells me that when she came to the lord that's what happened in her family there were over 50 people that came to god because grandma and grandpa who had backslidden Said it was time to get right with God. And when they did, there was another family, another family, nieces, nephews, including my wife. This is where we're at. This is where we're at. Let's praise the Lord for a minute here. Come on, let's acknowledge to him. Your voice be clear, Father. Lead us. Teach us. Show us the way. Show us our place of, of involvement, Father. Of availability, Father. All hands on deck. All hands on deck. Come on. There's not going to be room to be using our building for services to accommodate the souls. It's so much greater than we can imagine. And this is where we're at. This is a pivotal time. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We have all got to be available. 
it, it won't meet our schedule. We can't schedule it. We can't manage it. We can't control it, nor do we want to. But we have to acknowledge the time's come, and it's here, and we have to know our place of participation. I had a, I had a, uh, a family show up the other day wanting to buy some ladders at the farm. And there was something about them when they got out, and then they told me they were from Mattawa. I said, Mattawa? I know people in Mattawa. Of course, I couldn't remember any of their names, except Lewis and Julie. They're in Mattawa all the time. Would you mind if I contacted, gave your contact information, started talking to them about it? I'm telling you, that night I got up, and at 2 o'clock in the morning I was praying for this family that came for ladders. Because I know there's something going on there. You know, I haven't communicated it yet, but I believe that I will. And this is what I wanted to send in the text. There is a move of God in Mattawa, and I am praying that you are a part of it. I can't tell you how strong I feel that. This is a move of God. We are involved in a move of God. This is why no man can be the focal point of what God's doing in the earth. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Your kingdom come, Father. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to read from two scriptures tonight here. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. What I want to focus on in that scripture is, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The power is not of this world. The power has its origin in the Spirit of God, His indwelling Spirit that desires to manifest Himself everywhere. When we, mostly when we open our mouth, but sometimes you've got to understand you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So wherever you go, Wherever you come into the company of other people, there will be times when they will say, what's, what's different about you? What's, what's different? That's without you even speaking. But if the gift of God indwelling is stirred up, when you open your mouth, it registers and it should register, right? Now, let me read this out of Scripture real quick. 1 John 2, 18 through 20. Little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many 
Antichrist. Whereby we know that it is the last time. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. That they were not all of us. But ye have an unction from the Holy One. And you know all things. This word has been on my lips for days. You or we have an unction from the Holy One. We have a holy unction. We have a, a, an empowered unction. This is of necessity to open our mouth. This is why I don't care how people are acting while they're running around messed up and shut up and afraid to talk. I'm going to open my mouth and say something, if anything. Hey, how are you? Hi. Why am I doing that? To be belligerent? No. It's to release. I'm releasing. We have received power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon us. We're not supermen. But we have an unction from the Holy One. And it registers with people. And people are drawn. No man cometh except the Spirit draws him. I walked into a barber shop one day, sat down in a chair, and this, I forget how the conversation started. The lady asked something, and she said, no, I know you. I said, what do you mean you know me? I've seen you on the Internet. What do you mean? I've watched you preach. You have? Yep. Later on, she came and came to the church, the beautician. She, in her background, had a Pentecostal experience. And this is what she said. When I saw the video, I said, now that's ministry. It wasn't my message. Uh Uh-uh. It was the unction of the Holy One that abides in us, that dwells in us. It's in our lives. If we've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This is why we encourage and sometimes we push for people to seek the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because without it, they become Bible quoters, scripture memorizers. I was in a uh, situation recently where I sat through an hour and a half. I don't know what it was. I was so grieved as I sat there and I couldn't even stay to the end. I had to get out. And I went home and was grieved and prayed to God. I thought there are literally thousands of people throughout these valleys that every weekend they go in and they they sit and listen. In some religious setting, just proposing and espousing And nobody owning. 
there are people all around our world. We can't focus on the ones that are all around our world. But we've got people all over town. There's people in our neighborhoods that in their minds, as they go weekly and sit with a group, talk about the scripture, even reference a new, a new birth experience, but nobody walking in it because there's no unction. There's no power. But there's no power. There's nothing registered spiritually. It appalls me because I got to do something. We've got to do something. We've got to open our mouths. We pray. In the name of Jesus. Things are about to get really chaotic. Let it come, Lord Jesus. The, the kingdom of God be advanced in the earth. The souls of men be, be drawn. The souls of men return. Let the backslider return. Let him return. Let the same things that once offended them. Begin to draw them. Come on, let's pray. Come on, in the name of Jesus. It's in you that we live and move and have our being, Father. Hallelujah. Your spirit prevail through our lives in the name of Jesus. We pray for the backslider, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let them be drawn by your Holy Spirit, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let it come, Father. Let it come. Your will be done, Lord. Your will be done, my God. Your will be done, Lord. Your will be done, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
Praise God. Praise God. Shomando Yosuki Atahayo Iatayo Soko Shomahaye Ke Maluria Sialamando Hallelujah Hallelujah Ila Maseki Andeleheyai Ke Mayoloria La Matahaya In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we read about the ministry of the Lord to those 12 apostles, there's one man in particular that seems to surface over and over and over, not necessarily for the positive, but oftentimes for the negative. <laughs> you know, Peter, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my Father, which is in heaven, yay! Reading on a little further, and, you know, he's rebuking the devil out of him. The Lord is rebuking the devil out of him. Publicly in front of everybody. Get behind me, Satan. You're an offense unto me. Thou savest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. I can't wait for losing. And you see the rocky deal, you know, right up to even, you know, if it be you, Lord, bid me come on the water. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know, one minute he's walking on the water, the next minute he's drowning, and everybody's, you know, in front of everybody because of his faith was waning. The Lord tried to warn him and say, look, Satan desires to have you to sift you to his wheat. But I've prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen your brethren. What? What? What are you talking about? You're going to deny me. What? What? No, 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 not me, Lord. I, I wouldn't do anything like that. Before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. And so here he has to live through these experience of failure, failure, failure. Aren't you the one? Uh, are, you were with him. I, no, no, no. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Before he knows that he's cussing. And then the Lord goes to Calvary. The man dies. The man Christ Jesus dies on the cross, goes into a tomb. Three days later, a couple ladies come to the tomb and meet angels. And the angels say, go and tell the others, oh, and tell Peter. And so you see this process. Of a man. One minute he's winning. The other minute he's losing. And failure after failure becomes, listen to me, the process of making the man and preparing the man for the, for the moment and for the hour 
when Peter stood up in the midst of them and began to minister and give the plan of redemption to mankind. beforehand and man look at him he's like fearless he doesn't care whatever he says can I talk about you for a minute Brittany this is all I want to say when that scripture that came to me we have an unction from the holy one as we sat in that meeting the other day in that circle and you begin to share you had an unction from the Holy One. And I'm not talking about the moment when you broke out into prayer. It was because you couldn't contain yourself any longer. But from the minute you begin to speak, there was an unction on you. This is the unction that I'm talking about. Now, you've been through some stuff. It's processed. Preparing and making. Because now this is the hour. Up and down the hospital uh, hallways and into the, in and out of the rooms and, and, and being available to minister wherever, whenever, no matter the eyes that are upon you. This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is where we have to be right now. Each of us, we have to come to the place. Now, if you, have, if you haven't had enough failure yet in your life then let's let's have a prayer meeting right now god these individuals right now that everything's been going so well for them that their confidence is in them and they're worried about what everybody else is thinking about them well let's just pray god let's give them a little more failure this week and maybe next month and give them a list you know a few things and and let that take all that stuff Sometimes people need to get past the bruises. You have to get past the bruises. You know, you ever touch one of them things? Oh, 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 hey, I, I got a bruise there. Don't, I can't see it. What do you, I know, I, but it's there. You have to get place, you have to get to the place of getting past the feeling of the bruise and get re-engaged Again. Let's pray again. I don't care the source of the bruises, Father. I don't care the origin of the bruises, Father. But I pray let there be a healing spiritually. That every soul would re-engage in the name of Jesus. Every soul in their place of vocation to re-engage, Father. To be a light, to be a lamp, to be salt in the name of Jesus. Because this is the hour. This is the hour. This is the hour. This is the hour. Everything changes. There may have been rules in the past, some of those. I'm telling you, this is the hour. Quit being so regulated by the rules, society's rules. Home and sleep now. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Uh, so thankful for the word of God tonight. A um, couple of things uh, that kind of stood out to me that, that I'll, I, sh- I want to share an experience that I, early on in my walk with God. Um, I'd met a man at my job uh, who'd come and was trying to reach me. I knew nothing about God, nothing. Um, I had experiences, but I didn't have a relationship. And a man came and he, uh, he led me to the Lord, to an apostolic church. I received the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. Um, But what I found myself in that walk, in that relationship, I was following a man. And I left. After that man was removed from the church, it was my reason and my opportunity to remove myself. I said, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm gone. I don't want anything to do with this. For 15 years, maybe 16 years, there was somebody that was continually praying and reaching and reaching. Every time I'd see him, I want nothing to do with you. I'm 130 pounds sucked up from doing drugs. I want nothing to do with your church. Nothing. But I was so bruised from what a man had done. But I lost focus. I, I said I never really had focus because I was focused on the man and what I can do to help the man and I never really had a relationship or and never I, I could have pursued another another avenue and, and, and found another place to, to worship and have a relationship with God. But I didn't. But God had a purpose in that through all that bruising and all that pain. I had to go through that and experience that. But through somebody reaching and somebody opening their mouth to me when I didn't want to hear it and kept with boldness like brother. You need to come back to church. That's not what I wanted to hear. That's not what I wanted to hear. But I thank God for that person who continued to do that, um, who continued to reach, who continued to pray. And, um, you know, I'm I'm extremely thankful for for them because they opened their doors to me. Uh, They gave me a place to live when I had nowhere to live. And um, it brought me here. I'd come here probably about seven, eight, nine years ago. I met Elder Hart, um, Brother Flowers, and I just kind of jumped in and jumped out. Like I went back to prison for six more years. But we talk about opening our mouth. You know, I've learned now today um, is, is that I can open my mouth, but sometimes other people that are out, that are hurting just like we were, they can't open their mouth. They don't know how to say, hey, I need help. And I experienced these things sometimes in my anger management class. You know, and I've shared this with, with the elders, and I've told them, I said, you know, these classes are like church to me. You know, I'm seeing souls when they walk through the door. I'm seeing souls. Now, I mean, I could say, hey, they're just some person, just somebody came off the street. Um, but they, they are, but they're souls. So I'm like, how do, I mean, we, we see new people come through these doors. We want to welcome them. We want to greet them. We want them. It's the same thing, okay? So there's, for me, there's now it's just so, so much has changed in my walk with God and the ministry and where he's taken us and this boldness and this liberty to open our mouth and speak the things of God to people when that opportunity presents itself because it will present itself. We can't have a schedule. We can't script this, you know? And, 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 I, and I said this just the other day, God forbid that this class just becomes something that I'm just, I just teach, it's, it's, it's more than that. Yeah, I sit there, I share my testimony, I feel, allow God to lead us. It's the same thing in a Bible study, somebody on our job, anywhere that we go. It's, it's the same thing. And so 
there's that sensitivity. If you're sensitive to what God is doing and how he's working and how he's operating, you're always watching. You're feeling after that. You, you can, God has given us such a sensitivity to people that sometimes you can read them. You can see their pain. You can see their hurt. It's visible. And, and, and if we don't open our mouth and they're afraid to, what happened? Did, did I miss the mark? Did I miss my opportunity? I, I, I'm guilty of it. I've done it. Oh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe, oh, I'm talking to this person. I don't want to cut this person off. But walk in your boldness and walk in your calling. God has a purpose. You know, we've all been bruised. We're going to continue to get bruised along the way. We have a loving God and a forgiving God. And uh, I just wanted to share that. It was on my heart for hearing that tonight. Let's, let's pray before we, we go. Lord Jesus, we just give you thanks tonight, Lord. We ask that you put a boldness in us tonight, Jesus. A liberty to speak the things of you, God. A liberty to walk in the direction that you've called us to walk. Give us a sensitivity that would lead us to souls, lead us to people. We pray for the backslider tonight, God. We pray for the backslider tonight, God, that you would lead them and direct them back to their calling and their purpose in the kingdom of God. We trust you tonight, Jesus. We trust your will, Lord, not the will of men, but the will of God. Let your unction be upon us tonight, God. Let your ministry flow in us and through us tonight. Teach us, God. Give us your wisdom and a sensitivity to the things of you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray. You guys have a good evening. Go in peace in Jesus' name.